0: welcome to the show. Hello, 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 my Purpose Girls. Oh, feels like it's been so long since I have been at this microphone talking to you because I'm just back from Miami. And oh my goddess, this retreat blew my mind. These women blew my whole body, my whole heart exploding. I'm talking major life transformation in two days, which might seem impossible. But I'm talking about a woman who's carried decades of pain in her body because of prior violation and abuse. And on the retreat, we did these powerful exercises and she released it and she's out there on the internet now rocking it toward her purpose. Another woman who was told her whole life that she wasn't good enough. She couldn't do it. She shouldn't want what she wants. She wants too much. She had no personality. And she's like the queen of personality, by the way, who we had strutting around with jewels on her whole body and like showing off her gorgeous 70-something-year-old body and like like dancing for us in this beautiful way by the end. And I could tell you 20 stories like this. These are women who said, I'm worth it. And they came on this retreat. It was so freaking powerful. And them standing as an example of their own worth got me really thinking about our worth and how we treat ourselves. I had so many women contact me wanting to go on the retreat saying, but my husband would kill me if I spent that money or I've never spent on myself. I don't even know how to. I really need to pay for school supplies, not go on retreat for myself or my kids probably need me that weekend. Like so many reasons. And I'm not saying that those reasons weren't valid. I'm not inside your life. So I could never say that all of it is valid. And I totally get it being a mom and having my own worth issues around money my whole life, like all of that. And what I have seen in myself and seen in these gorgeous, powerful goddesses who came to Miami with me is that saying I am worthy, I am worth it, I deserve to be treated like a queen, they end up rising and leading the world like a freaking king, right? Like really stepping into their power, really showing up in whole new ways in their relationships, in their work, and their purpose. And so there's something really juicy and meaty here about us declaring and claiming our worth. And that's what we're gonna talk about today on the Purpose Girl podcast. I cannot wait. First, of course, I wanna dive into our review of the week. This is a five star review coming to us from Maisha3 called Real Talk for Women. She says, Karen's podcast is a breath of fresh air. It's real talk for women. No fluff, just real conversation that gets into the soul. Mm. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, woman. I love you. I'm so grateful for you. I'm so grateful for all of you. Thank you all for making the Purpose Girl podcast known and seen because of your reviews, your five stars, your subscriptions. You are helping women all over the world find it. You're helping me get the best of the best guests. If you haven't yet left your five star review or you haven't yet subscribed, please go hit that subscribe button. It helps me so much and it helps women all over the world find us. So, a woman contacted me a few years ago for coaching. And as we were talking on the phone, she said, I would love to pursue my own business, but that would not even be possible for me. And she said, I would love to go on a retreat with you, but I can't do that because. And she listed for me all these things that she would love to do, but kept saying, but it's not possible because. And so I paused for a moment and I said to her, why do you accept the crumbs in life? It was like silence, but you could hear what was happening in her brain at that moment. And I meant it with so much love. Why are you accepting the crumbs in life? Now, of course, I know the answer to this. I mean, I don't know her personal story, but the answer to this is that that's what we've been taught as girls is to accept the crumbs. I mean, did you know that in the United States the ERA, the Equal Rights Act for women to have equal rights as men has still not been passed in Congress? People bring it up to pass all the time and it gets tabled, it gets thrown out. It like why is there not an act that says that we get equal rights? Now, of course, you might be saying to me, "But Karen, we do have all the equal rights, but why can't there but there was a time when we didn't, so why can't we just pass that?" Not having that statement actually says so much to our little girls. I was speaking with a client recently who's very passionate about women's empowerment. And I said to her, tell me why. And she said, because when I was a little girl, all the men would have conversation and be in one room talking about intellectual ideas and politics. And all the women were in the kitchen cleaning and seeming to like gossip about the world, about the street, about the family, friends. She said the boys were allowed to go and play tennis and play golf. And the girls weren't. And then when I was in school, the boys got called on in graduate school more than the girls did. And she just had all of these examples where she witnessed and saw girls and women not having as much opportunity. And then, of course, you relay that. And she found in her career, she once had an example where she was making $60,000 less than her male counterpart. And she went to her boss and she said, What's this about? And he said, I'm going to give you a $60,000 raise. Like, no joke. You can't make this stuff up. Another one of my clients had an example where she didn't even ask for a raise. It's just that the company had gone through doing a big HR performance evaluation, review of everything happening in the company. And her boss walked in and said, I'm giving you an $80,000 raise. Just don't ask me why. And the reason she knew was that her male counterparts were making more. Now, this is not man-hating. Let me be clear, because I've got a son. I want him to be as successful as he can. I just also want the girls in his classes and I want the women in his life as he grows older to have the exact same equal opportunities. And by the way, I feel this way also about, I want people of color, whether your skin is brown or black, I want you to have equal opportunity as me with white skin. I just want us all to be equal, right? And the thing is we grow up, if we have witnessed this inequity in any way, and we've been told in any way, that we aren't as equal, then we grow up thinking that we don't deserve to take care of ourselves. We grow up thinking that we're not worth it. And I have my own issues around that. My whole life, I would grow up and my mom would say, your dad let me work. I would hear it and not think anything of it until I kind of got into my own. It was like, what do you mean he let you work? In fact, she just said it to me a couple of days ago. They're visiting right now and you might even hear her playing with Shay upstairs. And I was like, okay, let's talk about this. It's not that dad let you work. And she said, no, actually it is. Because in those days, a lot of my friends, their husbands didn't want them working. Now, is that true for every man and every woman? Absolutely not. But for her, there was this thing that she wouldn't be able to have the same career. And my mom ended up being the bigger breadwinner, the bigger career woman. Like she's like all about it. And I'm so freaking proud of her. But of course, all this leads us to accepting crumbs add in as women, we are nurturers by nature. Not every woman, of course, some of us more than others. And there are times when Josh is way more nurturing with with our son than I am. But that's our nature, is to tend for others, is to befriend others, is to care for others, is to love others, is to make sure everyone is fed. Years ago, an ex-boyfriend and I went to couples counseling And she explained the male-female difference like this. She said, if you look on a playground, the boys are all like beating each other up and then best friends the next minute. And girls are sitting in like a little tea party. Do you need more tea? Do you need more tea? No, I hope that that's not true anymore, but it really resonated from how I grew up. Because I grew up like my one client where the women were cleaning up the kitchen, serving the food at Rosh Hashanah and Passover dinner, while the men sat at the table. So I definitely grew up in this way that the women serve the men, that the women don't have as much opportunity. And that really stuck with me, even though the words that came from my parents were, you can do anything you want, you can go for it, you can have any career. My mom would say, you can have every career. I didn't have that opportunity, but you do. So absolutely, I was told all the right things. And some of what I witnessed led me the opposite. And to maybe think that I wasn't worthy of everything that I wanted. So I would think, who was I to want what I wanted? Who was I to want more? But let me be clear, sister, you get to want what you want. In fact, you get to have what you want. In fact, I want everybody, whether you're driving your car or you're sitting at home, you're cleaning your house, whatever you're doing, like, repeat after me, I get to have what I want. This episode is all about you shifting from the crumbs to having the whole darned cake. And we need to. On the PsychoLive website, they quoted a study of more than 3,000 adolescent girls that showed that seven out of 10 of them believed that they were not good enough. Seven out of 10 felt that they weren't measuring up in terms of their looks and appearance, in terms of how smart they were and their academic performance, in terms of their personal relationships, right? Do I have the right friends? Do they like me? That same study showed that 75% of the girls with low self-esteem had engaged in activities like eating disorders, cutting, bullying, smoking, Drinking. I mean, these are adolescents. So is it any wonder then that as women, we only accept the crumbs? So I want you to pause for a moment and I want you to ask yourself, am I accepting crumbs in life? Like, just be honest. Look yourself in the mirror. Nobody's listening to you. Are you accepting crumbs in life? And if so, where? The first step to anything is just to be honest about it. Let's just be honest. Let's just be aware. I'll tell you, a place that I still struggle with my own worth is spending money on myself. You know, I recently bought a Louis Vuitton bag. Okay, I have coveted this bag for like 10 years. I wanted it so badly. It started because I was in an airport and I saw this woman with this really cute bag and I was like, oh, I love that. And then I would keep seeing that bag at the airport. Like, what is that? What is that? For years. And I finally realized it was a Louis Vuitton bag. And then I said to myself, oh, then it's not for me. I just made a declaration. That bag is not for me. Even though I had no idea what it cost, I had no idea any of it, because it was a luxury brand, my brain said, I can't have that. Fast forward now, thank you, goddess. I can afford it. But do you know, even as recently as a year ago, I was still saying, no, I can't spend that on myself. No. Yeah, I might've been sitting at the microphone telling you to go treat yourself. And I was really struggling with that. Well, in doing the deep work around it, I realized that there was still a part of me that said, I'm not worthy of being treated. My brain had all sorts of stories about why I was a bad person and I didn't deserve these really nice things. That nice things were for other people. That nice things were for the popular girls when I was a little girl, right? Like the popular girls who maybe had all the cute new Jordache or guest jeans. I'm showing my age, right? Like whatever they were. And that my brain had kept telling me the story. Not me. It's not me. And therefore I said, no, I don't need that bag. And I would go to Target and there's nothing wrong with this and buy a fake bag there. Listen, I've got those too. And I love rocking them out too. The problem isn't the Target bag. The problem was telling myself when I could afford it, right? It's not like I was sacrificing my child eating or the roof over our head, but it would mean really doing something that was out there for me. And my coach challenged me to go do it before the money came in. I was like, are you crazy? And she said, just play with it. If, if it's not going to hurt you financially, play with it. So it was the Women's Day event, you know, the world's largest Women's Day event that I threw and now we will throw every year on March 8th on International Women's Day. And I had supported 2,500 women, 25 speakers, 12 hours. It was amazing. And I decided I do deserve that bag. I did so much good. I deserve a little treat. Of course, part of my brain was like, you could take that money and give it to charity. You should spend it on doing something good for other people, right? Of course my brain said that. And I had to really work with my brain say, yes, and. Right, how often do you find yourself saying no but around how you treat yourself? And I had to practice saying yes and. Now my nervous system was all sorts of crazy, but standing in the mirror and really hugging myself and saying yes, You get to have what you want. Yes, you get to treat yourself and reward yourself for all that you did. Yes, this is a good thing. And even saying, how will this bag help me? Well, let me tell you how it helped me. I got all dressed up. Josh got all dressed up. We got Shay all dressed up. We went to the schmancy part of town. We were still living in Miami at the time. We went to the schmancy part of town before I would have said I don't belong in. I held my head up high and I said, I belong here even if I felt like I was faking it at first. I belong here. And we went to a schmancy lunch and we fed shea schmancy food. And then I walked down the street with my head held high, reminding myself, I belong here. I belong here. I deserve contribution for my contribution. I do good and I get to receive good for it. It gets to be a both and. And I let myself play with being a queen and really owning it. And having so much fun. And when the nasty thought would come into my mind, basically telling me to go to Target instead or to like just accept the crumbs and not do this, I hugged on that little girl who is it's basically it's the little girl inside me, right? I would hug on that little girl and I'd say, thank you. And I belong here. And then we made an appointment at Louis Vuitton. And I walked in and I acted like I belong there. And I enjoyed it. I savored it. Right. It was like, I didn't act like I'm too cool for school. It was like, I belong here and I'm going to enjoy this. I'm going to savor it. Because treating yourself is great, but if you're beating yourself up while treating yourself, it's not worth it, right? You don't get the lasting effects. And if you are still saying, oh, but I only deserve the crumbs, but I'm doing this anyway, that's no good either. Or you act like it's not important. It was important for me to do that. And we know from research that when you're grateful for something, you multiply the goodness. Right, because you're starting to teach your brain to look for what's good. So I savored walking into that store for the first time. I savored looking at every single item. I even savored. I had to change Shay's poopy diaper in the bathroom at Louis Vuitton, and they have no changing table. And I even savored that, laughing. Here we are, changing a poopy diaper in Louis Vuitton. It's perfect. Appreciating, enjoying it. And I got that bag, and I hugged that bag, and I hugged the box. And now every time I look at it. I feel special. Why? Because I treated myself to it. It was my money. I worked for it. Similarly, when I was in high school, our teacher came out with the trip to France and I was dying to go to France. Okay. I'm like everything France, everything France, French, 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 French. But it was like $2,500. And my parents said that they weren't going to be able to pay that for me. And you have to understand, I grew up in a super wealthy area. Okay. I grew up, I never wanted for anything. I got Jordache jeans and I got Gus jeans, but I didn't have as much as the other kids. Like I just somehow knew that, right? One of the ways I knew that was that in the high school yearbook, there was a spread, the top 10 cars in the parking lot. I mean, no joke, the top 10 cars in the parking lot and my hand-me-down from my dad did not qualify. However, I had a car and I'm like super, super grateful for that. But I did grow up knowing. Oh, well, my friend over there has a Mercedes and I've got this hand-me-down. My friend over there, she gets to drive a Hummer and I didn't get a new car. So on the one hand, like, okay, cry me a river. I still had a car. And on the other, when you're 16, that does leave an impact. I didn't have as much perspective at 16. I did just know we don't have as much as the other people. They're the ones who get the fancy car. They're the ones who get the bag. They're the ones who get what they want, not me. And so when the French trip came out and my parents said that they weren't gonna be able to send me, I said, all right, I'll make the money myself. And I went to work at a pizza restaurant and I'm telling you, drum roll please, like within six months or seven or a year, whatever it was, I made that $2,500 and I went to France. And as far as I know, I was the only one on that trip who paid for it myself. And so the first time I bit into a real crip Oh, I could still remember the Nutella. I feel like it's dripping down my chin as we speak. Yum. The first time I set foot in the Louvre, whoa. The first time I just put my foot onto Parisian ground in the Tuileries Gardens, I just about died. And I savored it. I knew it was special because I was treating myself. Well, one of the things that I learned from that experience was I can do anything. I can do it myself. Well, that also made it so that I have a hard time receiving from other people, right? Like, because I think I don't need other people. I'll just do it myself. I'll just do it myself. I'll just do it myself. And this is all part of the same crumbs issue. Like, all right, I had the whole damn cake. I went to Paris on that French trip, but I still kind of had a little chip on my shoulder. Oh, I have to do everything myself. Getting something paid for, getting something treated is for other people, right? So even that I maintain the story all these things are for other people. When in truth, why? Why is that for other people? Why isn't it for you? Why isn't it for me? Why do we accept the crumbs? And sister, how long are we going to accept the crumbs? I will tell you, and I'm proud and excited to tell you that while you're listening to this, Josh and I are setting up our apartment in Paris. Yes, we are going there for one month. For the entire month, as long as the borders stay open, so everybody cross your fingers, send lots of love, send the good wishes, send some good juice my way, okay? Like, just send it all. We're going to Paris for the month. Someone said to me, are you taking Shay?" Like, of, what do you think? I'm going to leave him here with the dog? Like, <laughs> of course we're taking Shea. But Josh and I were just talking about this yesterday. How many people, ourselves included perhaps in the past, would say it's too hard? It's too much. Who are we to go live in Paris? Who do we think we are? We think we're Beyonce or something. And it's like who do we think we are? We're Karen Rockine and Joshua Claire. That's who we think we are. Who do we think we are? We think we're people who deserve to enjoy our lives the way that we inspire and teach other people to enjoy their lives. Who do we think we are? It's not that we think that we are deserving of this at the expense of other people. It's in addition. This is why I want every single one of you to go live your purpose, go for every one of your dreams, make whatever money you want, because I want you to be able to claim that you also get to have what you want. And part of that is we get to give a lot. I just put down a big check to my synagogue. That felt good. It felt good to pay for the services that I received there. Recently, I got super passionate about how all of us women, if we just contributed $50, we could feed the entirety of the United States. And so immediately I when I found an organization, all right, let's do it. Right. So it's like, yes, you get to give a lot too. But sister, when are we going to work on this worth issue? Clearly it started when we were adolescents. And so I'm playing with it. I'm testing it. I'm standing in it. And going to Paris for the month. And let me tell you, we did not cheap out, okay? We found an apartment. Oh my goddess, this is so good. Are you ready for this? We found, and are living in, a three-bedroom, two-bath, full kitchen, washer-dryer, elevator building in the middle of Le Marais, which is my favorite, favorite, favorite part of Paris. Ah! It has this little balcony. It overlooks a park. Like, what? And that's just money spent, right? It's We have to pay our mortgage at the same time. We're not renting out our house here. But we decided that we were worthy of that. Now, even saying that to you, I feel like a little bit stuck in my throat because it's like, well, well, why are we worthy of it? Aren't the other people worthy of it? And my answer to that, and this is where I want us all to get to, we are all deserving of the whole damn cake. I think the thing that's wrong here is that there's been some paradigm set up that if one person has a cake, the other person has to get crumbs. And because as women, we're so nurturing and so giving, right? This is one of the reasons we know why women end up being more depressed than men. We give and give and give so much, we end up thinking that we're not worthy of the whole damn cake, but we are all worthy of our own cake. So how do we start to feel worthy? Well, first and foremost is self-compassion and self-love. Okay. So when we were in Miami this weekend, I swear, I can't explain to you what I do in retreats. And I'm going to try over the next few episodes. Like Maybe my next episode will be everything that we learned from Miami. Let me know if you'd like that. Because I'm talking about 20 women who came together who were so supportive, so loving, like totally different, totally diverse, so loving, so supportive of one another, holding space when one woman shared all of her health issues we all wrapped around her in a big hug and let her cry on my shoulder with all the women supporting her until she let go of all the tears and I could look in her eyes and say, and what has this given you? And she talked about the strength that it's given her and the resolve and the resilience and the power until she could stand in that power, claiming who she is and what she is worth. Or another woman who realized that she doesn't go for it fully She's allowed other people to take away her self-worth because when she was a little girl, she was basically ignored. She had to basically raise herself. She wasn't allowed to do some of the things that she wanted to do, like dancing. And so we gave her space in the retreat. We turned on the music to let the little girl inside of her dance. And it was like scary and hard at first, but you should have seen her. She started dancing, owning. So it begins with self-compassion. And here's what self-compassion sounds like. You put your hand on your heart. Maybe you hug yourself or maybe you find a really tender spot like your cheek or your leg. Sometimes I'll put my whole face in both of my hands and I'll say, it's okay. I'll think about little Karen. I'll see her long braids. I'll see the gap between her cute little teeth. I had the biggest gap. I still have a big gap, but it was even bigger when I was tiny. All those braces didn't do it. <laughs> and I love it now, right? But I see that little girl. I see the gap in her teeth. I see her braids. And I bring her into my heart. I bring her up into my lap and I hug her. And I say, hey there, I know you're scared. What do you want me to know? So it, it begins with actually connecting with this deeper part of ourselves that feels unworthy. And she may say, I feel like I don't deserve that. I feel like other people are more deserving. In fact, I can hear her. She's actually talking to you right now. I've really worked to be able to kind of move from my mind. And this is a big thing I teach my clients to be able to hear what that little girl is saying and what she needs and what she's afraid of. And then I can give her tons of hugs and tell her I love her so much. And that's when I can be kind to myself, right? It becomes kind of cliche. We talk about self-love and self-kindness, all of the affirmations. And I do a ton of affirmations all day long. (laughs) So, but it can feel cliche to you or feel fake. But a way for it to feel more real for you is to get in touch with that part of you that doesn't feel worthy, that feels like she's only deserving of crumbs or feels like she's not good enough or pretty enough or whatever the thing is and hold her and love her, become her mother. And that's how we start to have self-compassion, right? Compassion is being able to put ourselves in someone else's shoes. It's understanding. Well, put yourself in your own shoes for why you are accepting the crumbs in life. And then the next thing I say is, of course you feel that way. I validate my own feelings or my own little girl feelings. Of course you feel that way. It's totally normal. It's totally normal to think you're not worthy when you grew up with all the other kids getting Mercedes and whatever they wanted. Of course you feel like you're not worthy. Of course you feel like you're not worthy when you danced at the Jewish Community Center and the other girls were taking fancy dance classes from someone named Miss Barbara or Miss Julie or something like that. My little self felt like she wasn't worthy of the nicer things. So I hold her, I love her, and I say, Of course, you feel that way. I validate her. Because think about it how often do you say, I shouldn't feel this way? I should be happy with what I have. I shouldn't want more. In fact, this came up for a beautiful woman in Miami. So there's this part of the retreat where each woman gets to share what's really going on with her. And then I get to take her through whatever exercise. My intuition knows that she needs. And so this woman stood up, beautiful woman, and she shared all the things that people had told her her whole life that she shouldn't want more. Who does she think she is? She has enough. And then all the things that she tells herself, right? Because now she says to herself, who do I think I am? I should be happy with what I have. Why can't I just be grateful? Right. So now it's her own voice. And so we did this amazing exercise where I would read those things back to her and she would hear them and she would practice talking back to them. Until eventually she was like, nope, that's not true. Mm -mm, uh Uh-uh, nope, I do get more. Yep, I can have both and. Yep, and it was like amazing, right? So this first step is self-compassion. Letting the little girl dance or letting the little girl know that she's safe, letting the little girl inside feel loved. And then we move into validating, normalizing. Of course you feel this way, it's normal. If you just say that to yourself or maybe listening to my voice saying that, Do you notice that you instantly feel a little bit better? Because we so often hear all that critical voice from others and from ourselves all day long, right? We're more cruel to ourselves than anyone is to us, usually. Abuse situations and other things aside, and my heart goes out to you if that has been or is your experience. But we have the self-compassion to our little girls inside, and then we validate and we normalize. And then we can ask ourselves, and what do I need? What else is true? And when we say what else is true, we can start getting into, well, I am worthy. I am deserving. I do want those things. You know what? I want it. One of my clients, we were just in a group. We were doing this beautiful exercise where she was talking about how a relationship dynamic is about to change for her. And she was like, and I don't want it to. And I could hear her little girl coming out. So I suggested... Let's have a temper tantrum. Like you want attention in this relationship you want. And so she stood up and together, we were having like a little temper tantrum. I want attention. I want attention, right? And it's like not claiming that then in this particular relationship in her life, she was showing up as a nag or a childish, not in the way she wanted, but when she could get it out of her body and be that with me and the other women in the group, it released for her so that then she could move into and what do I really want? Well, here's what I want. And then she could make that request or she could show up that way or she could do the thing that she really wants to do, right? So moving then into this place of what else is true, what do I want? One of the things that we did in Miami and I do in my groups is something called a desire deep dive where you're in a pair and someone asks you what you desire and you tell them and then they say, thank you. What else do you desire? And you keep going like that for probably five minutes and you will find the deepest desires you didn't even realize that you had. It's one of my favorite exercises to do with clients. You will realize these amazing desires that are so deep it was so fun. I was doing it with Rachel, who is my COO in my business. She manages my business. And one of the things that came out for her, she said, and I want a raise. And we were like cracking up. And I'm like, way to ask her what you want, girl. And she was just being honest, giving me her desires, not accepting crumbs. Not that I pay her crumbs. I do pay her well, but good for her. She wants a raise. I actually just gave her one and she wants another one. She works for me and multiple people. And so afterwards it let me be able to say to her, okay, let's do this, this, and this. And then I'm totally open for that raise, right? But like you get to those deeper desires and claiming it. And when you do it in a safe place, you actually start to feel like I am worthy of that. And I desire a beach house. And and you should have heard the women, they were all having such a good time. Really claiming their desires, not for crumbs, but for the whole damn cake. In fact, like 10 cakes, the beach house, the TED talk, the beautiful family, the children, the loving partner, the raise, whatever it is. And when you have a safe environment that is allowing you to claim your desires, allowing you to actually want what you want, you suddenly realize, I don't have to accept the crumbs. I do deserve what I want. And then we can work on you getting it. The whole thing is we accept the crumbs because we're almost like, we believe that we're like dogs, right? We believe that we are the second class citizen for whatever reason, a multitude of reasons. It could have been the kids you grew up with. It could have been your ancestry, right? Like I'm the grandchild of Holocaust survivors. So I know that there's trauma in my body from that experience because there's a part of me that knows that I was hated. My ancestors were hated, were killed in concentration camps for being who we are, for being Jewish. And so we carry that, whether it's around your sexual orientation, your gender identity, your race, your religion, whatever it might be for you. We carry this and then we start believing it. One of my clients, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful black woman, we were getting into this worth thing and she said, when I was a little girl, I never saw any examples of successful, wealthy black women. And then she laughed, except Oprah. But that seemed so out of reach for her in her own community. She didn't see it. So she didn't know it was possible. So she accepted the crumbs. And so what we did in Miami and what I do in all of my groups is we give you a safe place to name it and then to claim it and then to become it. Sandra Rimes, who is the creator of Grey's Anatomy and so many other shows, she says when she would look at a boardroom and see no women or see no people of color or no women of color, she wouldn't say, well, that's not for me. She would say, okay, I'm going to be the first one, right? I'm going to have the first seat. And so that's what we want to shift to instead of accepting the crumbs. And again, it's not conscious. These are unconscious beliefs that we literally have been walking around as if we have a a dog collar, as if we're leashed, we're leashed to some old paradigm. We're leashed to some old way of being. And what is required for this and what we did in Miami and I do in all my work and I want you to do, it's why I'm giving you all these tools. I'm giving you all the steps is to literally unleash ourselves. It's unleashing ourselves from other people's opinions, unleashing ourselves from the old stories that we have believed, that we've been told, unleashing ourselves from the rules that we learned so that we can create our own rules, unleashing ourselves from the patriarchy, unleashing ourselves from not believing that we're worthy of more than crumbs. And in that unleashing, we step fully into being that goddess, knowing we are the queen, and as a queen, what we do is we say, it's not just for me. I want the bag and I want every woman to have whatever bag she wants. I want to have the money and I want every woman to have it. I want to have the TED Talk and I want every woman to tell her story. Like we do it for all of... Oh, I'm getting so passionate. I'm hitting the microphone. We do it for all of us. One of my clients is starting her business. Amazing. She was on the podcast, April Cod go back and listen to her. She came into my Goddess on Purpose class not feeling good about herself, not loving herself and came out so in love with her sexy body, so in love with who she is, exactly as she is, without changing one thing, without Botox, without losing a pound, without any of it, just feeling so alive and so sexy that she knew her purpose is to help other women feel that way. And this woman oozes sensuality, oozes self-love, oozes, oh, goodness. And now she's launching her course. And she said to me, what do I do when someone says that they can't afford it? and i was like listen we're never in anyone's bank account but i have seen so often that it's not really that someone can't afford it because you could make payment plans and everything else but maybe they don't think that they're worthy of spending on themselves she went ooh yeah okay got it that's what you really want to look at here is can you claim it can you even fake it that you are worthy and do the work do the work of looking back at your stories your family of origin stories your high school and middle school stories shifting those stories so that you shift your own worthiness. Because ultimately, the way you treat yourself is how your children will treat themselves or how your friends will treat themselves. Right? We inspire each other. We take each other higher. Hopefully me going to Paris inspires you to do the same or something equivalent for you. Sister, what this comes down to is instead of accepting crumbs, right? instead of feeling like you're not good enough, like you're not pretty enough, you know the other side of that is feeling like you're too much right? Like really secretly, you want the whole cake and you want everyone to watch you eating it. And you want to be like under the lights and shine and under the stars. And right. It's like, if you're like me or what other ones of my clients, like one of my clients told me her really secret little dream when she was a little girl, like it took her a while in our coaching to get to this. What is it? She wanted to be on stage like Broadway singing. She wanted everybody clapping for her. Right. And I actually have several clients like that. And I'm like that too. There was a part of me that was deeply shy and felt like I wasn't, good enough, as good as these other girls in school who took Miss Barbara when I took dance at the Jewish Community Center. But then there was this other part of me, there really is too much. Like I used to be afraid if I do a podcast, will it be too much? Will you not like it? Because I'm so excitable and I'm so passionate and I can be so silly and so messy. Am I too much? And they're actually two sides of the same coin. We accept the crumbs because what we really want is the freaking 10 tier wedding cake, but for ourselves. And so what I'm all about, I think I should create something called too much school or something like that. Like I want us to unleash from that whole thing and be too much. Too much school. And I know it feels unsafe to be too much because maybe little girls didn't like you if you showed up big or maybe your sister thought you were being arrogant. And I'm sharing these examples because that's me, right? I had all of that. So if I'm too much, they won't like me. If I if I really want to be on stage... People will think I'm arrogant, and egotistical, and they won't like me, right? It all comes down to this. And so we're afraid of being in these containers. But this weekend in Miami was a, a festival of being too freaking much. I wanted them more more. I wanted them to decorate their whole bodies in jewels and then dance around. And if that scares you, don't worry. It was the end of the retreat. They'd obviously all been together and connected and shared and like, right. And it was like this deep work. And that's what we did. It was creating the safe space to have the 10 tier wedding cake, but for yourself to have the whole damn cake. I want you to practice with that. What would it be like if I let myself have the whole cake? What is the whole cake to me? How could I practice it? How could I keep repeating it to myself? And if you need a safe community, that's why I want you to join my Facebook group, the Purpose Girls Facebook group. And coming up soon, I'm going to be doing a three-day challenge in there for you to be too much, for you to unleash and let go of that good girl who's so afraid and only accepts crumbs. And I want you to join me in that. It's going to be totally free. It's going to be so fun, totally free. Join me in that. Go to the Purpose Girls group now and join. We all need a group of people who want us to have the whole cake because goodness knows that there are too many people out there in the world who don't want us to have it. So we have to be the ones who say, I want it. We have to be the ones who create it for ourselves. And feedback that I've gotten from women who came on the retreat. I mean, they're filling out these surveys. They're sending them to me. A woman said, she has never been in an environment with 20 women where there was not one outlier. There was not one person who was mean or who was jealous. There was not one. There was not one catfight, not one click. It was truly 20 beautiful women supporting each other, saying, I love you, sister. You are enough. You are more than enough. Be too much. I want to see your whole darn self. I want to see you go be big. And in that safety, a woman who was in the middle of divorce and had been through personal injury and was displaced in terms of her home on the retreat, she came back to life. She does a lot on social media, a lot on the internet, has not been able to write a word. And coming out of the retreat, she is like prolific. She's doing so many posts and so many people are like, oh my gosh, I love listening to you. I love listening to you. And she's like, come join my program, come do this. And she's this beautiful coach and people are joining because she unleashed, she allowed herself to have the whole damn cake. She treated herself to this retreat. I have two women who weren't able to come on the retreat and they gifted their spot to two others. Gifted. Let them go on the retreat for free. And I've spoken with both of the women who gifted their spots since, and they said they feel so much more expansive. They feel so big. They feel so alive. They feel so on purpose because they made that gift. Right. It's having the whole damn cake. When you have the whole damn cake, you give more of the cake. But when we only accept crumbs, we don't have anything else to give. And that's when we got a bad temper. That's when we take it out on other people. That's when it's, we're too short with people, like all those things. And listen, I'm so guilty of all of that myself, right? Because I allow myself the whole cake. But then sometimes the creepy voices come in and want me to feel guilty or because I just get exhausted, like taking care of my clients, doing purpose girl, taking care of Shay, the whole thing. So we have to actually eat more cake. That's actually what this podcast comes down to. You're worthy. Eat more cake. You are worthy of it, sister. And so, yeah, when you listen to this, Josh and I will be traveling to Paris or we'll already be there setting up our three bedroom apartment that has like gorgeous. It's like purples and aquas and pinks and like Marilyn Monroe all over the place. Like I could not have found a more goddess palace if I had tried. It's like, Incredible. And then I've got eight women coming to join me in a couple of weeks for a Paris retreat. And oh my goddess, these women are amazing. And I found them a goddess pad just around the corner. All women saying, I am worthy. And yeah, are their brains sometimes saying, well, but should I spend the money on myself? Shouldn't I do this? Sure. And that's why we do all of our tools to love on ourselves and listen And rewrite the story and then to take action on taking care of ourselves, to take action. It's not just taking care of, to treat ourselves like a queen. Because I'll tell you, one of the women who's coming, treating herself like a queen, you should see her just by saying yes to coming on the retreat. She is like walking differently, talking differently. She is working on her purpose. She's like in a totally different way because she's allowing herself the whole damn cake. And this is what we need to do. So it is scary, it is revolutionary. We do think, oh, are people going to judge me? And they may. And there's a lot of women out there who will not only not judge you, but they're going to love you for it. And those are the women in my community. And that's me. And I want to see you eat the whole cake. And I want it to be a big, beautiful, 10-tier cake just for you in whatever flavor you like. Because you, sister, are worth it. Say that to yourself. I am worth it. I am worth it. And not because of how much you do, how much laundry you got done, how many reports you got done at work, how good your performance evaluations were, or because you got all A's in school. You're worthy because of your heart, because of your spirit, because of your love, because of your soul. You're worthy just because you are, and so is everyone else. And that's the mission we're on, to change this world one woman at a time. So with that, my love, send me stories about your worth, lacking worth, needing worth, wanting worth. Join my Purpose Girls Facebook group. That's how you're going to get to be in the challenge. Get first dibs on this unbelievable program that I've got coming up for you that seriously is about allowing the too muchness. Stay tuned for that. And of course, share this podcast with every woman you know. With that, my love, may you live purposefully. May you love yourself and may you love life. Au revoir.